Is your membership stressing you out? Do you dread sitting down at your computer, opening your laptop and going about the business of running your membership? This is not how it should be. Memberships are, of all the different types of online business models, the one that should be easiest to build is stress-free business and a stress-free life around. So if you're starting to feel the burn, you're starting to feel stressed out, I want to help you. I've got some tips on how to reduce stress in your membership. You're listening to the Membership Guys podcast, bringing you proven practical tips and advice from the leading experts on growing a successful membership business each and every week. And now, here's your host, Mike Morrison. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You're listening to episode 307 of the Membership Guys podcast. I'm your host, Mike Morrison. Thanks so much for joining me for today's show. We're talking about something so, so very important, and that is how you can reduce stress in your membership business. You know, I said in the opening that for me, memberships are the one type of online business model where you should be able to create a stress-free business and a stress-free life. And that is because with memberships, you get to set the terms. You get to create a business of your own design that fits with your goals for your life, that fits with the way you want to operate, that is fine-tuned in order to bring in only the type of people you would want to work with. Of all the types of businesses that we've encountered in our many, many years of entrepreneurship, uh, both on and offline, memberships are the one, without doubt, where you don't have to have that pressure. You're not having to deal with crazy clients and demanding deadlines. You're not grinding out billable hours because memberships are a one-to-many business model, not one-to-one. However, we do hear stories of people coming to us just saying they're just fried, they're stressed out, it's all getting a bit too much, it's all getting on top of them. So today I want to share some tips on how you can reduce stress within your membership. First tip, you need to be realistic in your expectations. This is something that can be difficult in the online business space because you don't need to go too far in order to find some influencer, some internet marketing guru who's bragging about their big bank balance, their recent successful launch, how amazing their house is, their car is. They're showcasing all these trappings of their own success. And so it can be very, very easy to fall foul of a disease called comparisonitis, where you judge yourself to not be able to live up to what other people are achieving. And so you set unfair pressure on yourself to reach where those people are at. You associate success with all the trappings of someone else's success. You judge yourself on that. But you might be in a very, very different place right now to where the people you're comparing yourself are at in their career, in their journey. Quite often, all you're seeing when you look at other people's successes, you're seeing the headline, you're seeing perhaps year 10 of a 10-year journey. You're not seeing what it was like when they were at the same place that you are. And even if you compare yourself to someone who has been around just the same amount of time as you, who is directly comparable, 
it doesn't matter. You shouldn't be judging yourself against other people's expectations of success. And you certainly shouldn't allow comparing yourself to others to get you into a place where you're setting unrealistic expectations for yourself. Now, if you are starting out a new membership and you've got 100 people on your email list and you're quite new in this space, you've never really taken any steps to build some sort of online presence or anything like that, then you can't expect to launch a membership and have 10,000 members join. It just doesn't add up. You've got to look at the context. You've got to look at what you're working with. You've got to look at what's realistic. You might think that a launch of a membership site is only successful if you get 10,000 people through the door because half of the people you follow on Instagram or Twitter or whatever, that's what they're doing and therefore that's the benchmark, right? That's a realistic expectation. But you need to look inwards. You need to be more realistic and recognize that this is a long game, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Memberships are all about the long game. That's tip number two. Tip number one, be realistic in your expectations in terms of how fast you're going to grow, in terms of you know how many members you're going to get relative to what other pieces of the machine you've got, how many email uh, subscribers you've got, how much traffic comes to your website. Like You've got to be realistic and make sure you're not judging yourself based on what you're seeing other people doing. So that's tip one, be realistic in your expectations. Be fair on yourself. Don't put pressure on yourself to, you know, skyrocket your business to eight figures from literally square one within a few months. It's not going to happen and it doesn't need to happen because for tip two, Memberships are a long game. They're all about the long term. It's not a race. It's not a mad dash to become as successful as possible within the next two or three months. And then, okay, you're there. You just need to stay there. Memberships are built one member at a time. It's incremental. This is the tortoise versus the hare. With a membership, you're the tortoise. You're building for the long term. You're building brick by brick by brick by by brick. It's all about that consistent, steady growth rather than that huge moonshot. It's not about that. It's about the long game. So that, again, in, in the context of setting expectations, it's perfectly fine to have a goal that ultimately you would love a membership that has 10,000 members. But it's not a race to get there this week or on your first launch when you first open the doors to it or in your first year 10,000 members you can get there steady consistent growing bit by bit by bit by bit the tortoise not the hare it's all about the long game and when you remember that and that's a kind of a unique thing about memberships you remember that you remember memberships are always evolving that can also help you avoid perfectionism because you don't need your membership to be perfect from day one because memberships are a living, breathing, organic, ever-changing, ever-evolving type of product. You might want lots of bells and whistles for your membership, but you can add those over time. And actually the fact that unlike with a course, unlike with a book, unlike with other types of products where you have to essentially create the definitive finished article before you can sell it, with memberships, that's not the case. The membership you launch today and the membership you'll be running in two or three years' time are totally different. 
because member feedback will guide changes that you make. You'll have new ideas come up. You'll realize certain things don't work quite as well. You'll tweak, you'll adapt, you'll redesign, you'll reconfigure. That's the great thing about memberships. You're not creating a finished product. You're starting a journey and you have the time, you have the freedom, you have the flexibility to adapt, to change and to evolve over time. And so it's redundant to attempt to get everything absolutely perfect from day one, because even if you get everything perfect or what you think is perfection on day one, that picture of perfection will have changed 12 months in because you'll have data to work with, you'll have member feedback to work with. When you embrace that, when you realize that, that can take so much pressure off. Because even if you're the world's biggest perfectionist, you kind of have to accept that you are never going to get to a perfect state with the membership. And so why even try? Why try? You don't have to finish the membership. You don't have to create what the membership's going to look like five years, six years, ten years down the line from day one. It grows, it evolves, it adapts. It's all about the long game. So keep that in mind both for perfectionism, avoiding perfectionism as you start the beginning of your membership journey, but also for remembering, yes, you can have big, hairy, audacious, ambitious goals. Yes, you can have this picture of what you feel will be that pinnacle, that peak of success for you with your membership, but you don't need to get there right now. Memberships are the long game. It's about building. It's about growing, sustainable, slower than with other types of online products particularly but you know it's a marathon not a sprint you're the tortoise not the hare tip three for reducing stress in your membership make sure you always give yourself breathing room with deadlines again there shouldn't be too many things within your membership for which there is a deadline we're not dealing with clients who are projects that they need to get completed by this date in order for other things in their business to be able to kick on. You get to control the time frame for anything that you do. So you might have deadlines for when you wanted to get a course released into your membership or when you wanted a certain feature added or even when you want to launch your membership for the very first time. The great thing, as we said with memberships, is you get to set your own terms. You get to run your business your way and that applies to timeframes, timescales. So don't overpressure yourself with being too stuck in the mud. If you've decided, right, I want to launch in March and then something happens, or maybe you underestimated the work you needed to do, or maybe a global pandemic breaks out. It's okay to move these deadlines around, but also when setting those deadlines for yourself, almost account for the possibility that you might need to move things around. Give yourself more time than you think you're going to need. Give yourself that breathing room because if you're rushing, if you're racing, if you're pressuring yourself to hit some arbitrary deadline where you're the one who said it, (laughs) you're the one who said it and then you're pressuring yourself, you're the one who can change it, you're not going to do your best work. And if you don't do your best work, you're not going to be happy with it. Your members won't be happy with it. It's going to add the pressure to you. You're going to feel rushed to correct things and you'll possibly make it worse. And all of this gets caused by arbitrary deadlines. Totally arbitrary. Like very rarely will there be something where you absolutely must 100% 
launch your membership this date, release this content on this date. You can give yourself the breathing room. You're in control. You set the pace. You set the terms. So don't punish yourself by painting yourself into a corner in terms of the time you allow to get certain things done. So tip three, always give yourself breathing room with deadlines. Tip four, again, it's that word, realistic. Be realistic with your content strategy. First of all, remember, people don't join membership sites for stuff, right? They don't join because you release the most content or you have the biggest library. And so that's the first thing to keep in mind when you're trying to decide what you're going to actually deliver to your members. Are you going to do live Q&As, guest webinars? Are you going to release workshops, downloadables, tutorials? When you're trying to figure that out, just keep in mind that it's not just about giving people stuff for the sake of having something to give them, right? Less is often more. And in fact, giving people too much content too often will lead to them getting overwhelmed, which means they're less likely to actually consume the content. They're definitely less likely to implement. So they're less likely to get results. Therefore, they're less likely to stick around. So it doesn't work in your favor to go over the top in terms of your content strategy when it comes to how often you're adding new things, how many new things you're adding, and so on. But even... If you want to add a bunch of stuff into your membership regularly, you want to be realistic about your capacity to actually deliver that. Are you equipped to run a workshop every two weeks? Are you equipped to run a Q&A every week? Do you have enough demand for that, first of all, but do you have the time? If you already know going in, this is going to be difficult to sustain, then you don't have to put something out every week. You don't have to give people all that stuff. Because again, as I said before, less is often more. And so you could be doing yourself and your members a favor if you ease back on how much you're giving them week to week, month to month in your membership. But also you definitely don't want to start dropping the ball. You don't want to overcommit. You don't want to promise people, hey, join our membership. We're going to have a brand new five-hour course every single week because I mean that would be nuts to do anyway but say you know if you promise that and then it's just not sustainable you can't live up to it then you're going to fail to meet expectations you're going to have unhappy members who are rightfully expecting a certain amount of content from you and then you're just not delivering but you could avoid that by simply choosing to not promise as much If all you want to do, if your content strategy is simply going to be, we've got this signature course, we've got this great library, we're not going to add any new training content, we're going to do one Q&A a month. You might feel that's not too much. You might feel you're not giving enough. But as long as you tell people this is what you get, then as long as you deliver, you are giving enough. You set the expectation and then you meet it. If it's clear on your sales page that that's what you get, no one's going to join and complain that that's all they get because they knew what they were getting going in, right? And so that's why we say be realistic with your content strategy in terms of just having that real come to Jesus, real honest assessment about your capability, your capacity, the resources you have to be able to deliver the amount of content, the frequency of content that you might want to give to your membership. And remember If you don't want to do as much, if you can't do as much, 
don't do as much. Just make sure you're not over-promising. Make sure you're making it clear this is what you get inside our membership. And as long as you live up to that, then you can assume if someone's joined your membership knowing, okay, we're going to do one workshop a quarter and a Q&A every month, if they've joined up knowing that's the case, they're not going to be sitting there thinking, man, when are they going to you know, release some new content? They're not going to be questioning or feeling like they're not getting what they're paying for because they knew what they were getting going in. Does that make sense? So tip number four for avoiding stress with your membership, be realistic about your content strategy. Don't overcommit, don't overextend yourself because if you burn out, if you get in that content treadmill for a start, it's probably not good for members anyway if you're giving them too much, but even if they are lapping it up, if you're burning yourself out, you're going to start putting out inferior stuff. Your members are going to suffer. You're going to suffer. The membership suffers. No one wins. So quality trumps quantity anyway when it comes to your content strategy. But be realistic about what you're going to be able to get done to make sure you don't overcommit. Don't get lulled into that false idea that memberships are all about just giving more content. No one joins memberships because they give the most stuff. So don't fall into that trap and allow it to make you overcommit and overextend on your content strategy. Just be realistic about what you can get done, what you can deliver, and just ensure that you're communicating that clearly within your marketing so people know what to expect and you can easily meet those expectations. Tip number five, start outsourcing any tasks that you're doing on a regular basis. Most membership owners, particularly those earlier on in their journey, they try to do everything themselves. My good friend Chris Tucker refers to this as superhero syndrome, where you convince yourself that everything in your business falls on you, it rests on your shoulders, and you're the only person who could possibly handle it all. But that's nonsense. You shouldn't be trying to do everything yourself because it's just not sustainable, especially as your membership grows, your member base gets bigger, there's more customer support to deal with, there's more conversations in the community, more demands on your time. So you need to start looking at what sort of repeated tasks you have in your business day to day, week to week, month to month and start looking at whether you can outsource some of those tasks. Some of the stuff that you'll be doing is almost beneath your station, right? And that's not to downplay certain types of work. It's certainly not to say, you know, admin work is beneath you, it's below you. But if you're the talent, right, you're the rock star, you can't be the roadie. You shouldn't be lugging your own bags, booking your flights, sorting out logistics with the hotels and the venues, your job where you shine, where you make your money, your role in the business as regards, you know, your membership the day-to-day -day, is by being the rock star. You can't be the roadie. And so you need to start assembling a team and you can start with those repeated admin tasks or the certain tech tasks or even specialist stuff that could take someone who knows their stuff like a, a designer, a video editor, podcast editor, someone who is a specialist in that area might be able to do something in a quarter of the time it takes you to do it. And so it's not even just about outsourcing, you know, lower level stuff. It's also about outsourcing the stuff that you've got no business doing anyway because it's just not your wheelhouse. 
If you do this, not only is it going to free up your time, but it also means a higher portion of your time is spent doing the stuff you're best at. It's spent doing the stuff you love. It's spent doing the stuff that was the very reason, the very thing that spurned you to start this membership in the first place. So if you listen to episode 186, so you can go to themembershipguys.com slash 186 or check out the show notes for this episode at themembershipguys.com slash 308, then we've got an episode all about the specific types of tasks. We've got six types of tasks that you should outsource to make your membership more manageable. Make sure you start doing that. It's going to take so much off your shoulders because you cannot carry your membership business alone. And the great thing is if you free this stuff up, not only is it going to enable you to better do the, the stuff that the rock star does, it also means you can start being the CEO right? The founder, the visionary, the leader within your business. You can start thinking bigger picture rather than getting stuck in the trenches of just get grinding out stuff day to day. And again, that's going to mean you've got bigger vision, bigger clarity over where the business is going, a bigger oversight of, you know, the success that you're seeing and all that sort of stuff. And that can make things a lot more enjoyable and a lot less stressful. Tip six for reducing stress, you need to put your blinders on and run your own race. So the whole thing with horse racing, um, this is this is kind of common anecdotal stuff. I know nothing about horses or horse racing. Occasionally I'll watch the Grand National, which is a big um, steeplechase thing here in the UK. I know nothing about horse racing, so I look forward to getting corrected on social media about this. But if you see horses in a race, they have those little blinders, those little things next to their eyes, right? The reason, apparently, that they wear those blinders is to stop them being distracted by other horses in the race coming into their peripheral vision. Because if they get distracted, they might be startled, it might knock them off course, and that obviously can cause a massive problem. As a membership owner, you need to be like that racehorse. You need those blinders on so you don't get distracted by what other people in your space are doing. I mentioned comparisonitis earlier on. Comparisonitis is a killer. It's the leading cause of stress. You need those blinders on. Just focus on what you're doing. It's one thing to have your finger on the pulse of your industry, to have a general level of awareness. But what so many people do is they get obsessed they get wrapped up in what other people are doing but of course all you're seeing is the surface level you're not seeing what's going on behind the scenes and so you might look at you know a competitor in your space and think oh man why have they got it all figured out and i find it so hard why are they achieving this and i'm not there yet but that's just a fallacy it's a dangerous dangerous path to go down you need to avoid comparisonitis at all costs because it can be such a distracting factor and even if you manage to grind on through it and still get what you need to get done in the day it can just add that extra weight to you and that extra distraction that extra shiny object that constantly force you to take your eye off your path and that can be disastrous in the long term and if nothing else it just makes things less enjoyable more stressful causes anxiety so Try as hard as you possibly can to get those blinders on, run your own race, and ignore what your competitors are doing. Tip seven for busting stress, set clear boundaries and stick to them. What I'm talking about here, 
relates to things like how members can access you, how you communicate with members, how you deal with customer support queries, when you're available in the community, kind of rules for your live Q&As. You need to set boundaries that allow you to maintain that work-life balance, that allow you to work efficiently and effectively and stick to them. Stick to your guns. Even if that means putting someone's nose out of joint, even if it means replying to someone who's decided to send a Facebook message to your personal Facebook profile telling you they're having problems logging in rather than use the very clear customer support link on your login page. Even if it means telling that person, hey, you need to let us know via this place so that our team can get on it. You might not feel comfortable doing that, but you must, you must, you must protect those boundaries. Make sure people adhere to them. And don't be afraid to lose members who refuse to stick to those boundaries. Those boundaries are going to save your sanity. Those boundaries are going to eliminate or certainly reduce your stress. So if you only answer customer support emails during office hours, don't answer them outside of office hours. Make sure it's clear. So you want to make sure you're clearly communicating these boundaries. Don't just expect your members to, you know, intuitively know what they are. But if you've made it clear what your boundaries are, if you make it clear that the place to ask certain types of questions is in this section of the community, or that on your live Q&A calls, there's certain topics that you don't cover. So for us in Membership Academy, we don't talk about tech on our Q&A calls, simply because of all the types of things we can help people with and all the ways in which we help people in our community. The live Q&A calls where Callie and I are literally sat on camera looking directly into a camera, it's the least practical way for us to help you with technical questions because usually if we're answering technical questions, we need to share links, we need to share code, we need to share screenshot shots, none of which we can do while we're staring down a camera on a live Q&A, right? So we have the house rule. We'll answer any questions about your membership, but not tech. If you've got a tech question, post it in the community and we'll get in there, our team will get in there and we'll help you there because that's the best way to do it. That's just an example of a boundary. It's a house rule. It's a way of doing things that enables us to do our work best, that puts us in a better position to give you what you need quickest and you just have to adhere to this. Make sure it's communicated clearly and stick to it. If you don't want to answer customer emails on a weekend, don't. Just make sure people know that that's the case. If you're taking time away from your membership and that means that, you know, you're not going to be available from this day to that day, clearly communicate it and then don't allow those boundaries to be challenged. Stick to your guns. Don't be afraid to do that because it will make it easier for you to do your job and It'll enable you to be more efficient and more effective in the way that you serve your members on the whole. And therefore, if you have one or two people who, you know, you make it very clear, you need to ask questions in the community and they keep tweeting you or they keep sending you private messages or they email your personal email. If they're just not playing by the rules of the game, if they're not respecting and adhering to the clear boundaries, the clear house rules, essentially that, all your other members are respecting, then it's okay to shut that down and make sure that you're reinforcing those boundaries. So set the boundaries, don't be scared to stick to them. And if you have someone who point blank refuses 
to play by your rules, to work on your terms, then guess what? It's okay if that member throws their toys out the pram and leaves because you don't want them as a member anyway. It's not fair to your other members to have people who are acting in a way that means your boundaries aren't being stuck to, that means you're not doing your best work, you're not showing up in your best way. So set boundaries and stick to them. That is a big, big key to reducing the stress in your membership. And then my final tip is to keep everything in context. Now, as membership owners, as business owners, sometimes we can have a tendency to, I don't know, over-inflate our perception of how important what we do is. Now, before you, is he saying that what I do isn't important? I'm not saying that. Of course, we all do important work. We make real change in the world. Our members love what we do. Like, you know, I don't want to downplay or undermine what we're doing. But for most of us, this isn't life and death, right? You're teaching someone to play the drums. You're not, you know, teaching them how to feed the world. And I would hope if you're listening to this podcast, you're one of the smart cookies who listens to the show. If you've got a drumming membership, you're laughing at that. You're not taking offense. If you're taking offense, I mean, seriously, seriously, <laughs> you, you need to listen to this advice. Um, but, you know, we're not, we're not dealing with life and death situations here. We have to keep things in context. And so often I come across membership owners, and we fall foul of this sometimes ourselves, where you almost have this anxiety or fear of simple things like needing to reschedule a live call or telling members, okay, this great new workshop is going to be added into the library next week and then something happens and then you fret about having to announce, okay, that thing that was meant to be here next week, it's actually going to be two weeks later. Like so many people get anxiety over that because they think that people will be up in arms about it they're worried about the reaction to changing a feature, delaying something, rescheduling something, not replying to something fast enough. So it's really important that we take a moment or two, any time that we feel that stress over situations like this, to just take a breath and put things in context. And remember, this isn't life or death. No one's life is going to be ruined if you have to move your live Q&A call from a Tuesday to a Wednesday. No one's business is going to implode if the workshop that was supposed to be done live uh, this week is pushed back to next week. This is not life or death. We all love to think that we're changing the world. We all love to think that every single member is hanging on absolutely everything that we do and that we're the most important thing in their world, in their lives. So often, it's just not the case as much as we desire it to be. And so no one's going to go crazy if you need to reschedule things. No one's going to go crazy if you need to delay something, if you need to change a feature. And if they do, just like the members who were kicking off about you not, you know, replying to their Facebook messages, you don't want those people. You don't want someone who's going to flip their lid and, you know, put all this pressure on you about a decision to reschedule something by a day or two. Like that's unhealthy for them to have that level of dependence on you when, again, it's very unlikely what you're doing is genuinely make or break, genuinely life or death. No one, nothing serious, nothing major is going to happen if you decide that 
you're just not going to check into your community on the weekend. If someone's not willing to wait for an answer, do you want them as a member? If someone's going to give you grief because you're not doing a live Q&A call this week, do you really want them as a member? It's okay to not want people in your membership who make things stressful for you. And again, this is kind of using these mythical members who, you know, are going to kick back against stuff like this as as the counterpoint. 99.9% of the times, you're not going to get people who kick up a fuss. And that's the whole point. We tend to fear this huge backlash to the most trivial and unimportant of things. And even if, you know, you have to make a major change or do something that you've got really good reason to have anxiety will be unpopular, then again, all you can do, you explain the situation, you explain the decision, and you will find more often than not that your member base or understanding, they're so much more understanding, so much more supportive than a lot of membership owners give them credit for. But you have to keep that context. Again, this isn't life or death stuff, people. I'm sure someone will tweet me and say, well, actually, my membership is life or death, and maybe it is. But even then, you'll still find people are more supportive, understanding, or, frankly, aren't so heavily invested that they're going to lose their minds at your you know, Q&A starting at 6 p.m. instead of 5 p.m. Like, don't sweat this kind of thing. Um, so eight tips to reduce that stress in your membership business. Tip one, be realistic in the expectations you make of yourself. Don't base your expectations on what other people are doing. Don't fall victim to comparisonitis. And again, make sure that if you're setting goals for yourself, you're actually looking at what are you working with? Is this a realistic goal based on the traffic I have, the leads I have, the resources I have? Setting unrealistic expectations and then beating yourself up for not hitting them is just self-defeating. Tip two, remember this is a long game. You are the tortoise, you are not the hare. You don't need to you know, become an overnight success. There's that cliche of overnight success 10 years in the making. That's the story for most successful business people. Most successful business people don't get there overnight. It just sometimes looks like they do because you're seeing chapter 10 of their story when you're just on chapter one and you're fretting that you're not there yet. Remember, it's a long game. Membership's are all about that marathon. It's not a sprint. Tip three, always give yourself breathing room with deadlines. Try to avoid deadlines in general. You know, if you're not working with clients, clients are usually the one who set deadlines. It's usually outside forces that set deadlines. But even when it comes to setting dates for which you want to launch a membership or milestones in adding a big new feature or redesign, give yourself breathing room because, you know, you can. You're the boss. You're running things on your terms. You get to decide the time frame. You get to set the pace. Give yourself a bit of breathing room so you're not unnecessarily pressuring yourself. Tip four, be realistic with your content strategy. Don't fall into the trap of thinking that you just need to give them more and more and more and more and that memberships are assessed by how much stuff they give people. That can actually be detrimental rather than beneficial. So look at how much time you got look at what it's going to take to produce certain types of content 
and be realistic about your ability to meet those expectations. It's okay to not actually deliver too much in your membership as long as you make it clear what people are getting and you set those expectations. Tip five, make sure you start outsourcing those repeated tasks. Don't try and do everything yourself. You're not a superhero. You don't need to be. You need to free up your time to do what you do best, to drive the business, to be the talent, to be the rock star and not the roadie. Tip six, put those blinders on, run your own race, ignore what your competitors are doing. Seriously. Tip seven, set clear boundaries around your availability, around communication, around what is suitable, what is not suitable, and stick to them. Don't be afraid to tell someone, hey, you need to go to this place. These questions need to be posted here, not, you know, sent in a letter to my home address. And the final tip, keep everything in context. This isn't life or death. No one's going to go crazy if you have to reschedule or delay things. I know we like to think we're the most important people in our members' world, but quite often that's just not the case, and that's okay. That's not a negative. That's not a slight on you, but we just need to keep things in context so we don't overestimate how bad the backlash is going to be to a trivial change or a decision that you're worried about making. Again, not life or death. Most people won't notice. A lot of people won't care. No one's going to lose their mind. And the ones that do, you probably don't want them as members anyway. All right, I do hope that this has been useful. If you've been finding things are getting a bit much, they're getting a bit stressful, uh, you're starting to kind of burn out, you're starting to feel the grind a little bit. I hope that some of this has at least given you permission to change the way you do things, or at the very least has given you a little kick up the butt to change your approach, change your mind in a way that just helps you get out from under under the cloud that can sometimes dog us as membership owners when you get into the thick of things and you allow yourself to start burning out and to get demoralized demotivated i really do hope that this has helped you if you start to feel the strain and the stress that is it from me for this week i'll be back again next week with another installment of the membership guys podcast if you enjoyed this week's episode of the membership guys podcast we invite you to check out membershipacademy.com the Membership Academy is the essential resource for anyone at any stage of starting, growing and running a membership website. Whether you're still trying to figure out what your idea is going to be, or whether your website's already up and running and you're just looking for ways to grow it and attract new members, then the Membership Academy can help you to get to the next level. With our extensive course library, step-by-step -step membership roadmap, exclusive member-only discount perks and tools, as well as our supportive, active community that will help you along the way with feedback, encouragement and advice, the Membership Academy is the perfect place to be for anyone looking to start, manage and grow a successful membership business. Check it out at membershipacademy.com.